Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome back to the show. We are talking all about attachment today. You know it's Wednesday, so that means we're talking about relationships and love and all that gushy, mushy stuff. I came across this article that I wanted to share with you because I think that it'll be really helpful in shedding some light on whether this is something that you're dealing with or someone that you know or love is dealing with. The article is called 14 Signs You Might Have a fearful avoidant attachment style. So yes, we are talking more about fearful avoidant attachment. The fearful avoidant um, attachment style episode actually is the most listened to episode. So I will make sure to heed what y'all are saying you want and need by how you're listening and start providing you with more information and support on that. So you know, someone who is fearful avoidant um, does not want to be depended on and also does not want to depend on other people. And, you know, our attachment styles are bred out of our early life experiences with our primary caregivers or the lack thereof, okay? And for everyone, the manifestation of our attachment style looks different. So if you are just listening to this episode and this is the first time that you're here, thank you. Welcome. Join the tribe, okay? Click, you know, the the Win With Money series down below and join the tribe so that you never miss another episode. Turn your post notifications on. Make sure that you are subscribed. If you are an OG, been here for a minute, uh, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. We are getting ready to ramp up for the new year, so I'm excited to continue to support you and take it to a whole nother level in 2021. So as we're talking about attachment today and what that looks like as far as signs to, to keep an eye out for this is not a death sentence i have to say it again dealing with fearful avoidant attachment style anxious attachment style dismissive attachment style whether it's you or someone that you love is not a death sentence instead it is information that helps us to understand the context of our experience as well as give us direction as far as what we can do moving forward so Let's dive right in. Number one, you sometimes find yourself missing your partner, but when you do finally see them, you end up picking fights. Now, you might feel all kinds of seen, or you might be like, oh my gosh, that's my partner throughout this whole episode, okay? It's all right. Again, this is information that helps us provide context for our experiences. Now, um, what I call it is conflict intimacy. There's an episode I did on that if you scroll through which pretty much means wanting to connect but only knowing how to through conflict. So instead of saying to somebody, I miss you, how are you doing? I wish I talked to you earlier. We say, well, where have you been at? Why didn't you text me, right? So that's what number one is speaking to. Number two, you often attempt to hide your feelings to avoid seeming clingy, to avoid conflict, to avoid vulnerability, but can't seem to keep them to yourself, right? So um, there's this push and pull when it comes to being fearful avoidant. Everyone wants to connect. So the idea that someone who's avoidant doesn't is a lie. It just, it's it's terrifying. <laughs> to be honest, it's triggering. So that's why um, someone who's fearful avoidant seeks to flee or get out of dodge in order to avoid that um stress of that experience. Number three, when you're upset about something, you plan out exactly what you're going to say to share your feelings with someone, but then you just can't bring yourself to actually say it. So you plan it all out and then you can't do it. Makes complete sense. Again, this is triggering. Your emotions are heightened in the space where you're going to have to be vulnerable because maybe in the past you've been vulnerable and been burned 
and it's scary, but if we want to start having more enriching, fulfilling, satisfying relationships, we have to be able to identify who safe, um, secure bases are for us to be able to stretch and grow and practice vulnerability with, okay? Number four, you're constantly looking for cues that your partner is upset. So you're, you're seeking or you're seeing, predicting, right, a negative outcome um, that they are upset. And so you're looking for the signs, which essentially means like you're walking on eggshells and you are, um, you might be creating a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you are going to interact with them from that energy and it may, you know, turn into a fight or an issue. Number five, you find yourself creating self-fulfilling prophecies. <laughs> I'm good. For example, you worry that your partner thinks you're clinging, um, so you try not to read them, but that just makes your clingy. Oh, it just makes you clingier until they really do think you're clingy, even if they don't at first. I hope that made sense. You're gonna have to go back and listen to this episode again. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so the idea that only anxious attachment styles are anxious is a myth. I would assume that everyone has some level of anxiety, even if they're avoidant, it's just how they met, like how they deal with the anxiety coming up. So um, that's what number five seems to be speaking to. Number six, you have no idea how to get your needs met. You might not even really understand what your needs are until they are overwhelming. So you may be disconnected from your feelings because growing up, you weren't allowed to express them. Um, no one modeled or showed you what that would look like in a healthy, productive, constructive way. So then it's like zero to a hundred real quick, you know, zero to really sad, zero to really pissed. Um, and that's what number six is speaking to. Number seven, it feels like you and your partner always have bad timing. If they're in a good mood, you're in a rotten one. If you want to be intimate, they are, they are not into it. You never um, are in sync. And so, I mean, some of that is just life, right? Where uh, sometimes you're in a different space as your partner, but it, it'll feel like it's a lot of the time, which is true because when you're fearful avoidant, you know, you want to come toward your partner when they aren't, <laughs> when they are um, pulling away or withdrawing, if that makes sense. It, because, man, attachment is funny um, because you're wondering like, wait, why are you over there? And when they come toward you, you want to withdraw. So it's this opposite push and pull type of situation that's like a fun dance, but it's not actually fun. It actually sucks sometimes. <laughs> um, number eight, you tend to take everything your partner does very personally, okay? Now, uh, you know, I listened to an episode, not an episode, a YouTube video. Wayne Dyer was talking about detaching ourselves from outcomes of the people around us, specifically our, you know, romantic partners where we can love them, but we're not attached to how they react and respond. That's tough, right? Like none of us are monks just yet, but we need to learn how to recognize how we take things personally and how to create some space between that while still being connected. Number nine, you feel like you have a frustrating lack of agency over your own life. You often feel like your choices don't matter because no matter what, you just can't win. Number 10, you want to be in a relationship, but anytime you start talking to someone, you either panic or shut down. Okay, so this is that flight, fright, or freeze response that comes up when you're triggered, um, that you want to be connected, but the idea of it is so overwhelming that you either panic, freeze, or get out of dodge, right? Go somebody, or you shut down and um, you're unsure of what to do. 
11, you have the feeling that you're just doing relationships wrong. Somehow, surely it should be easier than this. Now, the idea that relationships are easy is a good goodness goodness a lie. It's a lie. Um, relationships take a lot of work, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. They seem easy in the beginning because our brains and our bodies are releasing dopamine and adrenaline and oxytocin. So we're on all of those love drugs that keep us doped up while we're doing the work in the beginning, but then the drugs wear off and we're still left with the work. And then it seems hard, right? So um, number 12, you have a very hard time disagreeing with your partner politely. You either shut down or blow up, right? So that those feelings and emotions go from zero to 100 real quick because you didn't learn um, how to connect and see them coming up as they grew. Um, and then you either freeze or you blow up or flee, right? Number 13, you are very good at letting people go or get to know you well enough that they feel comfortable without actually being vulnerable in any way. Man, so someone who is fearful avoidant will can make you feel like you like you are really connected to them, but you may not actually know a lot about them because they leave the space for you to, to be vulnerable and share with them. So you feel connected to them because you are vulnerable and you are sharing and you are telling them things, but you actually don't really maybe know much about them. And um, that's not necessarily like a conscious malicious thing that they're doing. Um, it's just how they know how to connect. Number 14, deep down, you're worried if someone really knew you completely, they would hate you. So deep down, you feel like if someone really knew you, they wouldn't want you. And that fear drives your interactions and how you see yourself and how you interact in the relationship, which is really sad. Uh, that's why it's really important to get support you know, if need be. And if you want to set up a one-to-one -one call with me, definitely reach out and let me know. If you are looking for a therapist in your area, uh, there are portals and um, ways of getting connected. But you don't have to deal with this stuff alone. If you're dating someone who's fearful avoidant, you don't have to deal with this stuff alone. Again, this is not a death sentence, but information to help give us insight on what direction to move in. I'm so grateful to have you here on the podcast uh, and support you from the internet being your internet cheerleader. If you haven't joined the tribe, please do so. And right now, the, the tribe is open for um, anyone to hop into the community. If they DM me, WWU, um, then you can get the secret code before the doors close. So make sure that you DM me on Instagram. Let's get connected. Let's talk. Let's chat. The world is, you know, a big place, but we also have um, intimate ways of staying in touch with each other thankfully one of the good things about the internet so uh keep listening every single day in podmas and i will talk to you next time gems if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast you have a few options you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded you can also leave a review or send me your feedback Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you. Thank you.